You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Mizzou That's Who. All right, your Missouri Tigers are going to the Cotton Bowl to face off against the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm Tucker Franklin here on Mizzou. That's who your podcast for Missouri sports here on KC Sports Network. Joined as always by Gabe Diarmer and Maggie Johnson. Gabe, listen, there's been some big Mizzou activity in the last, you know, eight hours probably uh, as you are hanging out with us, coming to us live uh, from Mizzou Arena after a big basketball win. Gabe, how you doing? Well, I want the video of this posted so you can see the flashing fluorescent lights with a fight song playing in the background. This is like, this is on brand. Uh, no, I'm good. It was a good day. Uh, talked to Desiree Reed Francois briefly after Dennis Gates' press conference. I said that solid day. And she said that was a great Sunday. You know, um, I'm, we'll talk a lot about the bull bid. Uh, won a basketball game. Yeah. Looked competent. So uh, everything went well today. Absolutely. Maggie, how are you feeling after uh, seeing the the Cotton Bowl for the Tigers? Yeah, I think most people pretty much expected peach or cotton, I think, the entire time. So I was kind of expecting to go to Dallas. I was hoping to go to Dallas because I think I think most people were hoping to go to Dallas. It's it's the most drivable from where the majority of people are in the country from Mizzou fans. So I'm pretty stoked about it. And um, yep, I'm booked and ready to roll. I got my tickets. I plan on driving it, doing it the old-fashioned way. I will say, so on Saturday, I was looking at it because I was like, I, I really want them to go to the Cotton Bowl. I was like, maybe I'll just, you know, buy this stuff early, resell tickets so I can do it, whatever, fine. And I can, like, the plane, there were plenty of plane tickets there. But after it was announced, maybe 30 minutes after it was announced, there was, like, only a few tickets left on Southwest. Uh, ticket prices started shooting up. Gabe, you had tweeted that, like, at the basketball game, they announced that 80% of their allotment, which the basketball game started very shortly after uh, that that announcement came down, that 80% of the allotment was sold. Tickets are flying off. I, I think I saw that there's no more tickets through the Cotton Bowl box office that you can buy at the time of recording this podcast. Everything's going to be verified resale through SeatGeek. Uh, obviously, a lot of excitement for this game. They play Ohio State, uh, a game matchup game that we had talked about that I thought could be potentially a fun one. Depending on who Ohio State plays and all that, right? There's always that that goes into it. But uh, first thoughts on this matchup? Well, it, it didn't seem it seemed like a long shot to me at the beginning of the week because I thought Georgia was going to win. I thought yeah. Georgia would win the SEC title. Alabama wouldn't jump Ohio State. All that. Well, then I mean everything went haywire really when Bama won that game. Georgia got knocked down, put them in the Orange Bowl, which knocked Ohio State into the at-large pool. Look, I. I love this matchup for a few reasons. First of all, the worst thing in the New Year Six would be having to play Liberty. I mean, mm-hmm. think about Oregon's players right now. They were they thought they were playing for a national title on Friday night. There might be guys with eligibility left that are just like, yeah, coach, I can't play that one. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be there for that. You know? Um, yeah. So you want an opponent that gives you some upside for winning. This, this clearly does that, right? Maybe not for Ohio State, but it does for Missouri. Um, the second thing is the last time Ohio State and Missouri played, <clears throat> excuse me, I was a junior and a senior in college. They played in Columbia my junior year, and 
and uh, Columbus my senior year. And so it's it's kind of cool. That was the Andy Katzenmoyer, Corby Jones teams. You know, that'll be kind of fun. I can't breathe. It's a long day. Um, Maggie can talk. <laughs> no, so I'm excited about this game. Um, the main part is, and I know if, if you have listened to this podcast, I have said numerous times that I am not from the state of Missouri. I was raised uh, 50% Nebraska Cornhusker, 50% Ohio State Buckeye. My dad is from Columbus, Ohio. Whole family still lives in Columbus, Ohio. So it is a very interesting matchup in the Johnson household to say my brother lives in Lee Summit. He's a huge Ohio State Buckeye fan. He married a Mizzou girl, a Mizzou grad alum. So, yeah, it's very interesting. I'm excited, but I've just never really gotten this opportunity to play them, especially when Mizzou's been this good. So it's exciting. It's a little bit nerve-wracking for me, but I'm uh, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with opt-outs. I'm interested to see if Martin Harrison Jr. is going to play. I would love for him to play. The, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, no I, agree with you, I agree with you, Gabe. I think... Based on a lot of the things that I have seen from, um, like Ohio State fans, this bull is beneath them. Okay, so playing Mizzou is, is sure. beneath them, right? So sure. I mean, that's just in their in their minds. That that's how they see it, and and so I can see a lot of the players being like, "Well, we expected a week ago, or what? A, yeah, eight days ago, we almost beat Michigan, and if we beat Michigan." We're you know you know we're talking about something entirely different. So yeah, yeah I I can see a lot of their players opting out. It'll be interesting to see which of our players play. Didn't go ahead, Gabe. I'm pretty. I, no, I was gonna say we talked to Drinkwitz about that today. I specifically asked him. He said Ennis Rakestraw. He's not sure we'll be healthy enough. Now, if Ennis is healthy, I think he'll play this game. I'm not sure he would have played the other ones, but he's a Dallas kid. He'll play this one if he can. I think. Drink said he doesn't think anybody else is, is opting out. Um, Tyron Hopper, they're going to try to get healthy. He's indicated he wants to play. Darius Robinson's playing. Cody Schrader's playing. Javon Foster's playing. Uh, we haven't, we didn't talk to Chris Abrams train today, but like everybody said, no, these guys are. Cody Schrader called it a legacy game for the senior class. He said, he said, we want to play. We want to be part of this. It's a bar right there. Um, he's had a few of those recently. Cody Schrader has some pretty good quotes. Uh, but Gabe, you mentioned, uh, Last matchup that uh, Missouri has had against Ohio State is in 1998. Listen, there's really been no reason for these two teams to match up against each other because of uh, how good Ohio State's been. Usually, the SEC doesn't have a huge overlap in terms of non-con with the uh, with the uh, Big Ten. Maybe we'll see that change with you know just big two power leagues, and it's basically just going to turn into the NFL of of the NCAA is what's going to happen. You're going to expand the playoff to 14 teams. It's all going to be like that. It's just what's going to turn into. But um, Fourth time Missouri is going to the Cotton Bowl. Last time, pretty good result as they faced uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, Cotton Bowl just recently. I can't remember what year it officially became a part of, like the New Year Six. It wasn't a part of the New Year Six originally. I don't think it, um, it was 2014 because that's when the New Year Six came into existence. It was the year after Missouri played it. Dang, uh, just missed out on that New Year Six uh, opportunity, but. Yeah, a big game, and, and I do think that the big thing is going to be looking at the opt-outs for Ohio State. I don't anticipate, really, a lot of the guys that they got on there. Marvin Harrison Jr. is looking at a, a number one overall pick. Emeka Abuka, really, when you t- talk about him, like he 
he's been a very solid this year and has been a really good for Kyle McCord. He probably isn't going to be playing either because he's got a pretty good draft day uh, situation lined up there too. They've got some good offensive linemen that could sit out. Like they're starting to look like without with opt-outs and everything. I think Missouri uh, could could win this game. And what's been really good about Ohio State, what Ohio State really grew into as the season went on, I still I'm not sold on Kyle McCord yet as a quarterback, especially from this year. But their defense really stepped up. Their defense started to play really well in these games. They were, turned into a really good defensive team. They have a lot of those guys opt out. I feel pretty good about Missouri's chances, truthfully. Yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten into matchups, but look, the guys you mentioned, uh, JT at Tuamolo, I think. I don't know. Just call him JTT. That's easier. Um, I'd be surprised if he, he'll play. I mean, they got, they've got a lot of NFL guys on this team, and Look at Ohio State is one of those places, like Maggie said. Not I, I know Missouri fans will get offended by it, but I, I don't know what to tell you. It's one of those places. If you're not playing for a national title, the season wasn't worthwhile. Ryan Day's fifty and seven, and they want to fire him because he can't beat Michigan. You know they had a one game season and they lost that game. Um, and this is not bowl games are about motivation. We saw it when Missouri went and played Navy. Missouri didn't care, and Navy did, and Navy won. When Missouri went to the Cotton Bowl in 2007, Arkansas didn't really care, and Missouri wanted to put the cap on a season, and they did. It's about who wants to be there. I don't offer gambling advice, but I promise Ohio State's going to be favored in this game, and I promise Missouri wants to be there a lot more than Ohio State does. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites in the opening lines on DraftKings, by the way. Yeah, well, and that makes sense because, seriously, if you just take a random college football fan and you say Ohio State's playing Missouri, you can't set a line high enough for that fan to take Missouri. For sure. They're going to look Ohio State, Missouri, go six and a half. I'm in. It's Ohio State, man. They don't know. Right. They don't know who's playing. They don't know if Missouri's good. They're going to bet Ohio State. Joel Clatt would lose his mind and say that's way too low. But <laughs> Can... I don't know if anybody heard, heard the big Ten, heard the heard the comment during the Big Ten broadcast about Missouri. What, what's it, I asked this completely seriously. What's it going to take for Missouri fans to not convince themselves? I need to look for everybody that hates me. Like, I've tried to sell people for three weeks how this system works. And you're getting in, you're getting in, you're getting in. And all last night, all this morning, well, Alabama win knocks us out. Well, this, well, they're just going to screw us because they hate us. This guy tweeted something mean. This guy has a podcast in his mom's basement and said something like, it's like a professional sport. You go to look for people that anger you, and I don't understand it. Well, in all fairness, if you were watching the Big Ten Championship game, it was very hard to miss. He said it quick, like, no, I oh, I, well, I watched it. Uh, I was quick, watching like, the and he said it. He said it pretty, I don't know how far into it, probably around like the end of the third quarter, I don't know. But point blank period was talking about Georgia and how terrible their schedule is, and then just went on a tangent about how overrated Missou is. But I totally agree with you, especially on the whole thing about about the New Year's Six. Just, and I, it was funny because I, I read some of the comments underneath your thing this morning, Gabe, when you were like bumping this up just in case people think that we're going to get screwed today. Yeah. And people were like, well, you won't share it. Subscribe to Power Missouri and read about it. But it's all, you, don't even have, you also don't have to do that. It is literally everywhere all over Google. Like this, it's not hard to find. Like it is the top four picked by the committee and then there's the next group right behind them and then it's the num the highest ranked group of five team it is 
not difficult. And then and the, the, the highest ACC person automatically got the orange bowl. Mm-hmm. That was it. Also on Joel Klatt specifically, look, I, I don't enjoy Joel Klatt as a commentator. I don't think he's particularly good. <laughs> but he is working for a network that carries the Big Ten. I mean, this is the equivalent of Peter Burns or the SEC network guys tweeting, well, the SEC is great. Nobody else knows how to play football. It should be Alabama, Georgia, Ole Miss, and Missouri in the play. Yeah. I mean, and I did see that, though. Is that, is that wrong? It, no, I'm just kidding. It, it's incredible. <laughs> no, I did see it. I thought like SEC Mike post that. Uh-huh. Well, it was pretty funny. Said if we really want the four best teams, it should be Alabama, Georgia, Missouri, Ole Miss. And I said, "We're back, baby. We are so back." Uh, yeah, the we could probably do a whole hour and a half discussion about the college football playoffs, like committee just deciding to leave Florida State out of it. I truthfully think it was the right call when it when it comes down to it. Uh, they put the four best teams in there. They, Florida State, listen, somebody was going to be upset. Like, that just comes down to it. Somebody was going to be upset. I think more people can get behind the justification of leaving Florida State out than leaving Alabama out or leaving uh, Texas out. I, I think I think that less people are upset. I, I don't know if that's how they decided it in the uh, in the war room there at Grapevine, Texas. Like, how can we make people least upset? Which is maybe a question that was asked at one point because somebody was going to get upset. There's five power conference champions in four playoff spots. One always misses out. That's how it goes. Uh, Except they haven't in the past. They've gotten bailed out every single year until this year. They have. And they they pulled up their big boy pants. I think they made the right decision. I agree. Um, Somebody, like you said, somebody was going to be mad. But here's what I don't think they did. I don't think they put the four best teams in there, and I don't think they put the four most deserving teams in there. I think they blended those things together, and I actually agree with that because Georgia is one of the four best teams in college football, but they had their chance, and they lost basically a play-in game last night. And so you're out. Um, Florida State is deserved. They won every game on their schedule, and for people that say, well, they didn't schedule anybody, they scheduled LSU and Florida in the non-conference schedule. Their schedule actually in the non-con was better than Alabama's. Florida State's problem is that they play in the ACC, and Clemson was bad. So they were deserving, but nobody could watch that game last night and say they were one of the four best teams. So I think they got the right mix of good resumes and good teams on the field. And guys, I don't know about you, Michigan, Alabama, and Texas, Washington, this is going to be amazing. I can't wait. This is probably, I would say, like the best like matchups that we've had in that first round. Um, like so that they're not routes. And I agree with you on the on getting it right. It's kind of interesting because you look at I agree, I think Georgia is a top team. I think Alabama is probably a top team. Like I think Alabama is better. Well, obviously they made it in, but I think Alabama is probably better than Texas, but it's like, how do you justify that when they win? But right. here's the thing for me. Is it's like, I get wins and losses, and I get the head-to-head thing, but you have to look at teams get so much better from from week two to the SEC championship, and it's like how I don't know if you could have really if they would have put them in above Texas. I don't even know if I would have been that upset about it because I feel like they've played better than Texas. I think Texas has played very inconsistent for a lot of the year. So if they would have put Alabama above Texas. I don't think I would have complained. I get why they didn't, 
Yeah. But teams get better. We got better. We beat Middle Tennessee by four points in the second week. I don't think that we would beat Middle Tennessee by four points today. But but that's also like saying week two games don't count. Um, I mean, like Missouri K State was only a week later. Missouri's win over K State is a big reason they were number nine, and so Missouri fans would be furious if somebody said, "Well, yeah, uh, but that was so long ago; it doesn't count." I mean, because look, I understand the argument for Alabama, and I thought they should have gotten in, but if Texas doesn't get in then why should anybody ever play anybody else in the non-con? Correct. Like, what, what's the point of even playing a real game? Just go mm-hmm. go schedule Sam Houston State for us. Which yeah. is what Texas A&M does. But I think that's then the issue with the whole Florida State thing, because I agree, I think they scheduled LSU, and obviously LSU wasn't their, it wasn't their best year, it wasn't terrible. I mean, obviously they beat us, but LSU is a pretty decent team, and they whooped them like if you watch that game especially yeah, in the second did. half like that was they just absolutely destroyed them and then in the florida game i mean florida's not who florida has been you know prior to mizzou being in the sec but you book these games out so far in advance and florida still fills up their roster with four and five stars so you don't know what they're gonna be you cannot fault florida state for what they did right. i still think florida state got a little bit robbed i do agree that you have to put the best four teams in, and Florida State is not one of the best four teams. But like you said, Gabe, it was definitely a merger of the two because it's not the most deserving four teams either. Well, and I just feel like, I don't know if you guys saw Jordan Travis's tweet. Yeah. That poor kid, man. I mean, that's like, I don't really feel all that bad for Mike Norvell or for Florida State fans. Whatever. It happens. You know, but... It, 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 look, it, it's it's what Tucker said. The problem is not who gets in and who doesn't. The problem is that you had a system with five major conferences and decided four teams was enough. And then in 2021, when the Big 12 and the SEC wanted to fix this, the other three conferences said no. We, we could have had 12 this year. Missouri could be getting ready to go to Eugene, and Florida State could be getting ready to host liberty and an automatic trip to the second round and everybody could be happier but those teams didn't want that they formed an alliance and it didn't work out an alliance that lasted maybe 45 minutes Um, (laughs) and now the acc got hosed and the pac-12 is done yeah well uh, to be fair i think somebody i was having a conversation with somebody about just like the acc is like are you saying the acc doesn't matter anymore? are you are you taking away the acc's like power five claim and smu is about to go to the acc and i think that they're probably fine for a championship they just won the american so i mean the smu is a pretty de- a pretty good team that's going to come in from a non-power five league and 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 be towards the top of that up top of that league i think um but it it's interesting, and I think there's a large conversation we can have, but we do need to take a break. We'll get to some basketball, too, because, Gabe, you are sitting at the arena, so I think we should probably talk about a pretty decent win for the Missouri Tigers basketball team uh, as it all uh, shakes out. But uh, I'm rocking home field apparel. Aggie's rocking home field apparel. We love home field apparel because they've got some great stuff. And if you want to get outfitted for the Cotton Bowl, make sure to go to homefieldapparel.com. Use that code KCSN15 for 15% off, or KCSN23 for 15% off. Uh, your first order if you've not made an order there. They got some great looks. 
Uh, can't wait for the Cotton Bowl shirt to come out eventually of this uh, of the all from home field apparel of uh, the Cotton Bowl win. That'd be a great shirt. Uh, be a good look for old, uh, for home field apparel. I'll, I'll get on the phone and, and get with the guys there, see what we can come up with. But uh, make sure to go check them out. Over 150 plus schools there at homefieldapparel.com. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Talk some uh, Mizzou hoops coming up after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Hey everyone, this is BJ Kissel. We'll get right back to the show. I just need a minute to share some important news, but as always, thank you for the support. The KCSN Foundation just launched our third annual Soul of KC Holiday Raffle and Toy Drive, and it benefits Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store. This campaign has raised more than $35,000 over the past two years, helping provide a better Christmas for kids in our community. And it's simple. We sell raffle tickets for a chance to win any of the more than 20 fantastic prizes that we have available this year. It's things like a Travis Kelsey autographed full-size Chiefs helmet, or a Chris Jones autographed jersey, a George Karloftis jersey. How about a Patrick Mahomes autographed mini helmet? We've got gift cards to local restaurants like Capitol Grill, Mission Taco Joint, or Third Street Social. You can find the full list of prizes on our social media accounts, or you can click the link in the description of this show. Again, all of the proceeds go to buying presents for Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store, and you can get tickets now through December 4th. Help us continue to help others, because that's what the KCSN Foundation is all about. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, anything on the Cotton Bowl before we move on, uh, before we get more information on it? Uh, Gabe, anything we haven't touched on that you want to hit on? 
I think best possible outcome for Missouri. You go win that game, sixth, maybe something like that. You know, I mean, either Georgia or Florida State's going to win. They're going to finish above you. The playoff team should finish above you. Um, and then maybe Oregon. So you're looking at sixth, seventh in the country. You go win that game. Not that. Would not would not be upset about that. If I told August Tucker that that they have the potential to play to be number six in the country, I'd be like, "What? What happened in college football? Who got hurt in college football for that to happen?" I almost asked who August Tucker if that was somebody I should know. Sounds like a real name. It does sound like a real name. That, see, that's that's the problem with my name is I've got two first names and I also have two last names as a name. So like I've just I, I I'm like a random generated person essentially. Um, but you just put it in AI. there. AI. AI. AI Tucker. Uh, You're right with Sports Illustrated. I probably could. Uh, but let's talk about this basketball game, Gabe. Uh, they end up pulling out a 10-point win over Wichita State. And also, we haven't talked about the pit games either. Like, two pretty big non-con games that they have uh, have gotten wins after a game against Jackson State that uh, people want to forget. Yeah, they look like they're starting to figure out their roles. Caleb Grill is playing a lot better. Sean East is is kind of the guy on this team. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, Ant Robinson is playing some minutes. Connor Vanover is is starting to play some minutes. Um, and the Jackson State thing, like, yeah, it's brutal. Uh, Mississippi State lost to Southern. Vandy lost to Presbyterian. Kentucky lost at home to UNC Wilmington. Like, right. this is happening more than people know in college basketball. So it doesn't have to kill your don't we can't forget about the the Arkansas loss to whatever North Carolina school they lost to as well, and then proceeded to be, but then they proceeded to be Duke, but then Duke also got beat by somebody else yesterday too, Georgia, so, Tech. Um, Georgia Tech, yeah. So Duke might not. They play conference game already. Yeah, ACC and Big Ten both started. What in the world? What? This? Oh, I guess that's fair. I guess I lost track of time because. Missouri football has been so good, uh, but yeah, you made you made a good point, Gabe. That is, this is going around. Like Saturday, as crazy as Saturday was for college football, there were some pretty crazy basketball finishes on Saturday too. I can remember just like watching the ticker on the bottom of ESPN and be like, "Oh, that happened." Oh, oh, and the Purdue lost, I think, on Friday. So I mean, like, th- there's so much going on uh, in in college basketball as well. But glad to see uh, Mizzou get on the the winning side. They have four straight going into uh, the Kansas game coming up next Saturday. On the 9th, December the 9th. Um, big game. That is a big game. That'll be at Allen Fieldhouse uh, for anybody wondering at 4.15 uh, p.m. So this is it. This is this is uh, the time to turn your attention to the uh, Missouri basketball team. <laughs> yes. Uh, I feel like I was. It, it's interesting because we were undefeated going into the Kansas game last year, but we still didn't know what we had because we hadn't really played anybody i think we had we had played at this point wichita state had we just beaten ucf with a buzzer beater maybe or something something like that we didn't really have we didn't really know what we had i think there was a lot of optimism about the game and i'm not saying that it's time to like throw in the towel by any means don't do that anybody but (laughs) yeah this is a this is an uphill battle i would say kansas is really really good and like last year i didn't think we were gonna lose by what did we lose by 27 28 and then the year 
the year before, like it that that was brutal. But last year, I like was not expecting it, and now I don't even know. Do I go into the game expecting it? I don't even know. What all I mean, I do like that we have some tough. protection now. It's always tough to play eight on five, you know. <laughs> so it's a tough building. It's fair. You're not. You're not wrong. And if you look, I mean, the numbers back it up too. Like, I listen. I know we say kind of tongue in cheek, but the numbers do back it up usually when it comes to uh, Kansas basketball at home. There, but listen, they'll have Kansas. They go to Kansas, right? That's that's going to be a tough one. But then they got Seton Hall, Illinois coming up as well. A couple, uh, two, two pretty solid non-con games as well. Like we, when we talked to Dickie Nutt at the beginning of the season, this this non-con schedule is no joke uh, for for uh, for the Tigers here, but. Uh, that Seton Hall game's in Kansas City. That'll be fun. I might try to sneak to that one, actually. I... Mm, the Chiefs probably play on that Sunday, actually. Now that I think about it, the Chiefs probably play, so I won't be able to go see that, sadly. But, um, yeah, some some good stuff uh, from Missouri. Uh, I was, you know, I didn't watch the game. Uh, I turned from, from Wichita State, but I was I was following it because uh, I was keeping a, keeping a close eye on it. I think Wichita State plays also Kansas this year. Do they play Kansas State? I, they play one of the two. Um, in terms of uh, the uh, the other area teams, but uh, good to get a get a get a win when they needed. And and Gabe, I saw you tweet out. I I know you mentioned Sean East being the guy, but it seemed like when they needed a bucket, they went to Sean East to get that bucket. Uh, how has his like growth been from like last year to this year? Yeah, I mean he's he's gone from a guy that was a role player to I mean he's the guy now, right? Twenty two and nine assists today. Um, I thought really really. Was you know he won the game at Minnesota. He had the ball in his hands late. Like he's the guy they look to when they need a play, whether that's a basket or a pass. He he's the guy on this team, and uh, he's you know he's he's Gates has said in a couple of press conferences like Sean told me this in a huddle or Sean suggested we do this, and so he's uh, he's Missouri's nineteenth assistant coach this year, along with all the other guys in suits on the bench, and uh, doing a hell of a job. It seems like. I liked what the, somebody on the broadcast said today about how they're not afraid to use a lot of players uh, for Mizzou, and I like that. Like um, that Anthony Robinson is getting minutes, and you know, Trent Pearson get very many this game, but the thir- they're putting them in, and you enjoy seeing that because it, last year I just felt like we, we were so shallow on the bench, and and I don't know if that's really just because of foul trouble all the time or something like that, but. We just didn't have a lot of guys that could go in there and really, you know, take someone's place. And you could be like, okay, well, I'm okay with him being in there. And with Grill, like you said, playing better, you just feel more confident and things like that. I just want to see Shawnee smile. That's it. I just want to see that dude smile. I always see him in pictures and he always is, is so serious. Uh, one of my favorite pictures of, is after bragging rights last year. Like, huge win, you know. Blowout Illinois, a team that was anticipated to be very highly rated team in the country everybody's like around the trophy smiling uh throwing up throwing up the deuces uh and he's just standing there straight face like that's one of my favorite pictures that has ever been taken of this missouri basketball team and look this is a very memed team it might be the most memed team in the country uh even the the old their old their own team accounts started to lean into it a little bit with the memes but um any final thoughts on mizzou basketball before we get out of here as you can tell i don't have many um, Kansas, Seton Hall, Illinois. I feel like one and two is doesn't kill your season. Two and one would 
I feel like move everybody past Jackson State and oh okay because it means you either beat KU or you beat Illinois and that's kind of a okay I, I think people will get back to maybe this is a tournament team if if either one of those happens I think one is significantly more likely than the other but be honest yeah I agree I I would love to see us win two out of those three games. Illinois looked a lot better the last couple of games. They just went to Rutgers and actually and absolutely tore them apart. So, I mean, not saying that, you know, Rutgers is a hard-hitting team or anything, but they were Rutgers was favored, so you know, and after they beat them by quite a bit. So, I'd love to see us, you know, take another Bragging Rights game away from Underwood, but That'd be pretty we'll see what happens. We'll I learn like, a lot. We'll learn a lot in the Kansas game. I like to win the Bragg and Rice games uh, it, because it's one of those. I don't know what movies from but the meme that uh, he said uh, where the guy they're like both two guys in an elevator and he's like, "I hate you so much," and then the other one's like, "I don't even think about you." Um, that's not. That's how I feel like it is with like the Bragg and Rice thing. Like Missouri, when Missouri like wins it, it's just like, "Oh, it's like God, I hate you guys." I was like, I don't even think about Illinois all that much. So I mean, it's. That's fair. I don't spend that much energy on it. Uh, but anyway, let's end the podcast. Not a very long one for us uh, for the, for us this week. Uh, I appreciate everybody listening all the way until the very end of the podcast. Missouri going to the Cotton Bowl. Big game. Uh, I'll be down there in Dallas. Uh, Maggie will be down there in Dallas. We'll probably be in all different areas in Dallas game. I assume you're going to be down there in Dallas as well. Um, Tucker, you know what they say about assuming. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. we will. We will have representation for Power Mizzou in Dallas. Never assume. All right, that's gonna do it. That's that's gonna do it for this uh, week's episode of Mizzou. That's who I'm Tucker Frago for Gabe Diarmid and Maggie Johnson. We'll catch y'all later.